0: The Blue Jackets spent a week in Toronto tonight. We'll talk about what went down tonight in Toronto today in the Locked on Blue Jackets.
1: Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Hayden Hileshorn. My co-host is Jay Foster. We're here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite team in ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before I get going, I want to say thank you to the everydayers for making this your first listen every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. or are free right here on YouTube. Hit subscribe if you're watching here. We're also free on the SiriusXM app. This episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app and create an account and use code LOCKEDONNHL to get $20 off your first purchase. It's a great time to go to a game with the, the weather getting colder. You want to get out and hit the town. And uh, we are hitting the record button right after Kent Johnson just called game at whatever the arena's called in Toronto it doesn't matter because all the maple leafs fans are walking home shocked because i thought i think you thought everybody maybe even the blue jackets themselves thought that that game was going to be a, a 6-5 overtime loss but just out of nowhere ken johnson just wins that game and there's a lot of a lot of th- thoughts and feelings we can add like we are hitting the record button right after this game so um i have just lightning running through me right now because that was such a fun game to watch the most fun game i've watched all year jay uh how are you feeling after that man that was insane
1: i feel like i'm going insane um I know it's fun to like joke and laugh. And like if, if the Blue Jackets lost this game, we'd be having a very different recording, I think. Um, but they allowed that first early goal. And I was like, surely this can't happen again. And then they allowed a second goal. And I'm like, please don't let this happen again. Around about the time that they scored the third goal, I was like, this is going to overtime. You just, sometimes you get a feeling. And it. I don't, I kind of want to talk a little bit about what goes on in the Blue Jackets third periods because even the games they win it feels like the third period is just a complete nightmare um the first two periods are great first two periods I, I had so much fun I was ready to give Elvis the Besner he made like 30 something saves in the first two periods um Kent Johnson wow what what a game he had Uh, I thought Adam Fantilli didn't get on the score sheet, looked fantastic. The Russian line continues to be maybe the most fun thing about this team. And then the third period rolls around. And it's the same thing every single game, it feels like. And I was like, they can't blow a five. Like, blowing a three-goal lead, sure, it's unlucky. It happens. Blowing a five-goal lead... I had mentally prepared for Austin Matthews to score the game winner in overtime to get the hat trick because that's just how this game felt like it was going to go. And. Good Lord, this this team, this team is legitimately giving me gray hair and I feel insane about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that third period was so predictable. It's not even funny. It was like. It's crazy how fast it happens, too, right? Because it's only 20 minutes of hockey, and the Blue Jackets are just, just, oh, wow. Like, it was, I I don't, I still don't, I have, like, a million words to say about this game, but I just don't know which ones to say because the Blue Jackets blew a five-goal lead tonight. Mm -hmm. But that overtime and the way that it finished, and even though the Blue Jackets could have easily lost that overtime, <laughs> and, and i don't understand the people by the way that have an issue with the way that the three on three overtime is in the nhl i still think i watch plenty of sports it is the most exciting period Oh, it's so much fun
1: i love so overtime fun. it's extremely stressful my watch kept yelling at me because it thought i was doing like strenuous exercise during overtime but um yeah, it's so much fun. I get that yeah. the people are like, "Oh, it's not real hockey; it doesn't count." Uh, but what does that I, mean? I, I'm with you. I, I like well, it. it looked like I hockey. Really miss you, you yeah, know? you,
0: you asked what Ken Johnson did. Like that was that was hockey, okay? And the way that he just, the, I just the celebration too was just warm up the buses, you know, like <laughs> that was the best part of that too. And it's just that's that's where. I, I'll address the elephant in the room here. I obviously said this. There, this game was not winnable for the Blue Jackets in in the best case scenario for Columbus. I still had this game as a loss. I think they would. I think they were going to win some games in this next stretch here before the end of the year. But I did not think they would win this one tonight. They did, and I I will admit, like I, this team is f- so much fun to watch because they play a majority of the game, really great hockey, right? Like, it's every night, Jay, 40 minutes. And I think,
1: like, sorry to interrupt, but I think that's what's been so frustrating about this season is that you can see what this team could be. You know, the the first 40 minutes of this game, we've had games before where, you know, again, 40 minutes have been incredible. Uh, The first period was great, and then they fall apart, and then they pull it back in the third period. You know, we haven't seen 60 minutes of consistent hockey from this team yet, I don't think. Um maybe the, the St. Louis game uh, last last week. But you can see flashes of what this team can be. And I don't understand why they can't do that all the time. Because if they play like they played the first 40 minutes every single for 60 minutes every single game, like this team is at the top of the metro. And it's so, so annoying to watch.
0: And you know what's funny? I I thought this team was was done this year. I've said that there's no reason to keep playing Macklin Celebrini. I've looked up mock drafts. They are six five and one in their last twelve games. That's that's hard to believe. That we've been watching this team, and it feels like they've been playing so bad, but they're six five and one in their last twelve. So things are actually getting better. And I know this is a a gut reaction to a very emotional game in a big NHL. Like the, we know the blue jackets played up to their opponent tonight because when they play at places like the garden uh, in New York or Boston, or they play at the United center or they play in Edmonton, like they play up to their opponent. They know that the hockey world is watching those games and that's what I felt like the first two periods were for this team. And it was fun, right? Like, Patrick Line getting the goal to start the game was just, you know, typical Patrick Line, just finding a little time and space in front of the net and just absolutely burying a shot on Samsonov, which, credit you, you knew you called it on their goaltending tonight. Like, Samsonov I mean, didn't look good Yeah. Yeah,
1: No. Um, like I his... will say, I, I, just as we started recording this, we did get an email from, from a listener um, who reminded me that I did predict a 6-5 overtime win let's go in this home. game. Let's get... I um, yeah, really wish... I, like, I can't remember what I, why I predicted, um, but yeah, no, I think I did predict a 6-5 overtime win. Nice. Which, wish I didn't have to do that. Wish I'd been wrong and that they'd managed to hold on to that five-goal lead. But uh, I'll take the point in our... Um, in our competition, but just it's weird. I'm excited about this win, and I am happy that they got the win. And the team looks better than they did this time last month, but I'm still seeing so many worrying things coming out of like literally the th- just the third period. Like they they flash it up on the screen. The Blue Jackets are plus twelve in periods one and two so far this season in period 3 they have a goal dif- that's that's their goal differential in the third period they have a goal differential of minus 27
0: oh yeah that's not surprising they've they've been the least watch the least successful team in the third period this year i I'd, I'd be mm-hmm. willing to bet but um the point is they get the job done tonight and if you look at what they've done in the last 12 it's actually Above above 500, and they're going to play a lot. They're going to see the Leafs at least twice in the next seven games. Which is, if you like tonight's game, uh wait to see what they do next week. Uh, I believe that game is Sun, no Saturday. So yeah, when they host the Leafs in Na- at Nationwide, so that that's going to be a fun one to re- to run this one back. And uh, the Columbus the Jackets will play. Three more games before then, so we'll see what this team looks like. But we're going to get into that conversation. Is this sustainable? Can Columbus do something the next seven games and position themselves going into the new year as a playoff contender? We'll talk about that next on Locked on Blue Jackets. Next, I want to talk to you guys about game time because I like to go to sporting events. Obviously, I'm a huge Blue Jackets fan. Jay's a huge Blue Jackets fan. We, we went to a game together this year. We both uh, bought tickets with game time, and it is a phenomenal app. I am using it this upcoming week. Actually, I'm going to a game in New York for a little trip that I'm on. And yeah, it's a it's the most simple app to use it's got a great interface much better than some of those other ones out there and they're always trying to get you a good deal they have great last minute tickets they have flash deals they have zone deals they have easy to find and buy tickets for any kind of event in your area whether you're going to a sports a game a music show comedy show or a theater event they have everything they have views from your seat Uh, those, uh, zone deals are pretty fun because you pick the section, they pick the seat for you. So you get the best price also guaranteed every time event cancellation protection. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's my favorite app personally. I also like to just search, like I just spend plenty of time on the game time app because it's always, it's simple, easy to use. It's just a fun app. Uh, So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, download the game time app, an account and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. All right, Jay. So the game that the Jackets played tonight against the Maple Leafs has me thinking, because the Maple Leafs are a good team. And I think, you know, they got a good coaching staff with Sheldon Keith and I don't know. I was watching the Sportsnet version, with the Canadian broadcast version, and they put uh uh their assistant coach. I believe his name is a uh, Guy Bouch- Boucher on uh, Boucher, yeah. Guy Boucher, yes. Yeah. So they put him on. This dude has glasses on, and he's got like a scar on his face, and he's yelling at the Maple Leafs uh, like power play when they're down five four. And I'm like, oh gosh, like they're totally about to get a goal. Like if that guy was yelling at me. So, the Blue Jackets be a very good team tonight. And I know over time, it's hard to make anything of that and be like, oh, they're going to keep playing well the rest of the year. But I think the way that they closed out tonight, Jay, was enough to propel this team going forward in a momentum uh, standpoint. Like, this team is building momentum, and young players scoring goals tonight is good like they like they're gonna forget about the fact that they blew a five goal lead because they won the game six five you know what I mean and my question for you is do you think that this is sustainable for them in their next seven games going into the new year can they still make a season out of this
1: so my short answer is maybe which is not a satisfying one um but if I can, if I can kind of elaborate a little bit If they keep doing what they're doing, I think, yes, maybe if they can use this as a momentum thing. But the problem is sometimes you win a game, even if you're not playing very well. And the coach looks at that and thinks, well, I'm not going to change anything because why should I? We won the game. We don't need to change anything. Um, There are things I would change in this game, you know? And if you looked at this box score, you'd be like, "Oh wow, I bet that was a real battle." You know, six to five, good job on the Blue Jackets, but going up five nothing and then allowing five goals and then winning in overtime—just that doesn't seem sustainable to me. Um, they will probably do a game like that. I feel like this is what the fourth or fifth game that they've gone into the um, the third period with a multi-goal lead and and got rid of it i was trying to think of a a polite way of saying saying what i wanted to say but um i don't think it is sustainable um but i wonder if something like this kind of put not the fear of god into them but shows them that they can they have to try in the third period because i just went to look at the shot attempts or the shots excuse me in the first period, Blue Jackets had 11, Toronto had 10. In the second period, they had 15 each. In the third period, with the Leafs down 5 nothing, they had 21 shots on goal, and the Blue Jackets only had 7. Like, they, t- they took their foot off the gas. They, took their, they, had, they were standing on Toronto's neck, and they stepped off. And I think this, this win should show them that you can't do that. You have to keep going. You know, you have to keep standing on necks if you want to win in this league. Um, I kind of want to address a, a response that we got on Twitter about, um, about the the third period problem that they're having um so at ep light the lamp says how can you consistently play two good periods only to crap the bed in the third it's ridiculous it's not just a little bit of a difference they're always hanging on for dear life with no offensive zone time whatsoever how does that happen and i think there's a couple of things here and i do think part of it is that they are trying to protect a lead despite the fact that every, basically every single analyst worth their salt will tell you that the best way to protect a lead in the third period is to keep going. And so instead, what they do is they turtle and, you know, um, to use a to use a soccer term, uh, they basically just pass it around the back four um, the entire period. And it looks like they're killing a penalty for, for 20 minutes straight. And it's a really unsatisfying, a very really frustrating way to play. I think specifically with the Blue Jackets, what happens is... They're very aware that they've done this before, and you allow that early, that early first goal against. I think was it Nylander scored like thirty seconds into the third period. I'm pretty sure Brad Marchand did the same thing against um, Boston when they were up one nothing. They allowed a goal very early in the in the third period, and I'm sure LA as well. They allowed a goal like in the first maybe two minutes of the third period to you know start the comeback for for the Kings. You've done this before. You start panicking. You know, I, 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 I know that in my, I had that feeling in my stomach of, oh god, not again. As soon as that first goal went in, and I think it's a little bit mental. Of they know that this has happened before. They start panicking. They start gripping their sticks too tight, and the next thing you know, the Leafs have scored three goals in ten minutes or whatever, and then Austin Matthews gets two in a. 30 second span to to send it to overtime so the only way out i think i said on yesterday's podcast like the only way out is through and they they made it out they made it through it wasn't pretty but hopefully this has kind of taught them okay we made this way harder for ourselves than it needed to be what if next time we just keep going Instead of trying to hang on to you know make it make it six nothing make it seven nothing you know really twist the dagger. Um, I know um, I I retweeted um, I think uh, pale at pale dragon on Twitter saying we want ten, you know we want ten. Don't don't step don't take your foot off the gas. Keep going. Drive straight through the wall. And hopefully, this is the message is finally starting to sink in for them because, like I said, this is at least the third time in very recent, in the last, like, maybe 10 games and probably more that I've repressed. So, my final thought on this game is that everyone except Kent Johnson should be bag skated until they puke tomorrow. <laughs> but, I don't know if you have any kind of finishing thoughts on on the game and, you know, how how sustainable you think it is. Because I feel like I've been talking for a, for a minute here.
0: No, no, it's fine. I mean, I think you've, pointed out the obvious here is like for me the blue jackets are good enough to be a playoff team you know they're good enough to win a playoff series like i think i believe that truly like they have that much talent their top line and i'm they're not playing their top line is their top it's it's their best performing line it's uh Voronkov, marchenko and chinikov is their best performing line but it's not, obviously not their top line but That line is getting better game by game. Adam Fantilli is getting better game by game. Johnny Gaudreau is starting to settle in a little bit more. Like, he's just, he's moving, like, at the pace of the continents, it feels like. But the the point is, you know, he's moving, you know? And it's like, they're taking the right steps, but the third period is still a huge issue for this team right now. And... Something's got to be done. Something has to be done because this team is in a huge rut. And I don't know, again, if it's like their opponent just comes into the game and is like, oh, it's the Blue Jackets. We can take it easy. The Blue Jackets are obviously good enough to take advantage of a team coming in a little lackadaisical. And then in the third period, that team, you know, kind of like it's when you're playing your little brother in a video game and you start to lean forward you know like okay i can't let this little squirt win right now like i need to win this game in madden um it's like that i that's i don't know if it's that but something needs to be done something needs to be done the good thing is though is like the blue jackets are getting wins they're starting to get more wins let me remind you they at one point this year they had lost nine straight games so uh and I'm a Pistons fan in basketball. That team has lost 21 straight games. So, so it could be worse. Is what you're it, could be, it, could, it could be much worse. And, uh, yeah, that's my uh, state of, uh, of being a, fran- uh, a fan for winter sports right there. So, all right. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs had the All-Star patch on tonight on their jerseys. And that reminded me of the news that happened this week involving the All-Star game. I actually would really like to talk about it with Jay, and we'll do that next on Locked on Blue Jackets. Next, I want to tell you guys about FanDuel. And as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel, and this is the best time to start getting in on the NFL action because games are happening on Saturday. I know the Lions got a big game. Everybody's kind of expecting them to take their foot off the gas this time of the year, trying to back their way into a division title. But I personally believe they're going to come out guns a against the Broncos. So I will be looking forward to watching that one. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 line bet. Take the Lions this week. I think they're going to have a bounce back week. But, again, that's 150 bucks if your team wins. You don't have to take the Lions. If you're a Browns fan, they got the Bears this week. If you're a Bengals fan, they got the Vikings. Uh, so you got some good games there. The app, though, is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. It is never too late to kick off the NFL season. All right, Jay, so big news from the league this week as it was announced that the skills competition is going to have a little bit of a switch up, which it definitely needed a revitalization because if you had watched the skills competition over the last couple of years, they were just doing like these really weird kind of wacky games that didn't make sense. They were like fun to watch. Like I'm I'm mostly thinking of, the the wrist shots into the Atlantic Ocean that they were doing for the Florida All Star Game, but those were all like pre-recorded and just weird. So it needed a juice up, and I think what they are doing is pretty cool. And I don't have it in front of me, but they're going to be doing they're going to be selecting twelve players from around the league. They are going to have uh, I think it's somewhere between eight and maybe like a dozen different competitions. That they're going to be doing, but they're all going to be doing the same ones on the given night, and they're going to determine a winner, and that winner will get an extra million dollars. So it's kind of like you know, a pretty fun, uh, pretty significant prize for these players. Usually, it's going to include guys like uh, McDavid, Matthews, McKinnon, Caprizov. Like, so this is going to be a big deal for them. And uh, Jay, uh, we talked about this a little bit before. Your opinions on this change is what exactly, though? We didn't quite get into it because this is quite a significant move by the NHL to change up the skills competition. I think it's a good thing.
1: So I got really excited by this All-Star game because they're bringing back the draft, which is far and away the best part of any All-Star game, if you ask me, is you just let the players get toasted and rowdy, Um, you know, and... They're bringing that back, which is great. Unfortunately, uh, I don't love this new skills competition idea. Maybe it works out, but I feel like you're having a tough enough time like trying to incentivize players to go to this. And if of the, what, 40 players that, that get named, I think it is, 40, 44 players, only 12 of them are going to be doing the skills competition. That's a lot of guys. They're going to be hanging around, not doing a lot until the game um you know i i actually really like the weird the weird events they do like i enjoyed the dunk tank event um i liked the vegas ones especially the um the ones where they had to like shoot at giant playing cards to make 21 i thought that was fun maybe maybe i'll be wrong but i think that they could have they could have done this in a different way um, I think only having 12 out of your 40 or whatever players doing this is, uh, I don't think it's going to be very entertaining for basically anyone, least of all the players. Although I do enjoy making all of the players do, I think all, there's, I, th- I believe there's six initial events and then the top, however many players at the end of that go to the seventh one and then the top power of many players of that one go to the eighth one and then the winner of the eighth challenge is is the one that gets the million dollars and i believe they all have to do four out of those initial six events so there'll be things like Faster skater accuracy shooting um slap shot yeah you know so maybe it'll be fun but i'm i'm not convinced i do agree that they needed to mix it up because i think the the AHL the the NHL All-Star Game has struggled for a few years now with kind of being a little bit stale, but I'm not sure this was the way, to, the way to make it happen.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see because eight events seems like kind of a lot. Like, I just was running through my head, what could that all possibly be? So if you're trying to avoid that kind of gimmicky feel, you might not be really getting rid of that. But it'll be interesting to see. I think change is good. It's definitely... An event that you can afford to kind of move around and change, and um, my buddy actually pointed out the other night. He was like, "So the winner of the All Star Skills Competition, like, is the best hockey player in the league, right? Like, if Connor McDavid doesn't win that, like, he's not the best player in the league because it's an it's going to be like an overall evaluation of all their skills, right? So it's like, I was like, you know, that's a decent point, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it'll be fun to watch for sure." But um, they led me to this next question because somebody has to go from this uh, roster, Jay, uh, Who who is going to represent the Blue Jackets at the All-Star game on February 4th up there in Toronto? I mean – February 2nd, excuse me.
1: You'd think that it's got to be Fantilli, right? You is know, Berenski's always a solid option. I believe yeah. he's leading the team in scoring at the minute. Um. I know people talk about Boone Jenner getting named, but obviously he's out probably until around about the All-Star game, actually, with with that broken jaw. Um, Fantilli is my pick. I think Marchenko would be a really great sleeper pick just because the guy is so fun. I feel like just put like a mic or a camera on him and just release him into the wilds of Toronto for the weekend, and I feel like you'd get some A-plus television um so like that's that's kind of my thought is I think Adam Fantilli has been the all-star for this team Uh, I could also see Elvis deserving of a nod um but I don't have the goalie stats up in front of me to know whether he's one of the three best goalies in in the in the metro division right now and I don't think he is so I would like to see Fantilli get named um, but also because Conor Bernard is going to get named for um, Chicago. And I think yeah. it'd be fun to watch those guys face off against each other in silly skills.
0: Yeah, that'd be phenomenal. That would be really yeah. phenomenal. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it now. I'm looking forward to it now, but I will say overall things are actually starting to look better for the Blue Jackets because they're playing better in games and Fantilli like he just has those moments throughout the game where he's just he's skating so smooth. Like I don't know, I can't really describe it, but like those those moments where the other team is like letting off the gas a little bit, he just is like, "Okay, I'm going to take the space and just make it harder for the team." So he's fun to watch. He's getting better. The Blue Jackets are going to get Daniil Tarasov back in their lineup. He's played some games with Cleveland already. He's already registered to win this year with the Monsters. So that's going to be good once they get him at some point, Damon Severson is going to be healthy again, and that'll be a huge boost. And uh, Boone Jenner's chaw uh, That's wild, but you're saying he could be back around the all-star break. So if the blue jackets could somehow in the next couple months, keep stacking some wins here and there, uh, preferably more wins than losses. And we could be looking at a different situation by the end of January for sure. But uh, let's just get through the rest of these games uh to end this uh month of december because it really feels like uh the blue jackets are living a week at a time night to night but um um i don't know i don't have any more thoughts on this game um there's i could go another 30 minutes on this game to be honest it was so much fun to watch so many great plays i didn't even mention andrew peaks uh assist tonight but that was the most monstrous Andrew Peak I've ever seen. God.
1: Ken Johnson, if he did that again, 99 times out of 100, that goal doesn't go in. Yeah. What a real no. goal.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, um, Justin Danforth as well, which, which we didn't talk about, his goal was fully insane. Mm-hmm. Again, nine times out of 10, that doesn't go in. But banks it off the goalie, good for him. He's having a real good season. Um, I'm enjoying that for Justin Danforth.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know what? Maybe we'll talk about Justin Danforth uh, tomorrow in our preview of the Devils game because the Jackets play the Devils on Saturday, so you'll get a preview for that one. I've been Hayden Haushorn. You can find me on Twitter at HaydenH971. You can find my co-host Jay on there. Thank you, Jay. He is on Twitter at underscore J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. The show is on there at LO underscore bluejackets. And as always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please chime in. You can email us at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening, and until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.